Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to today's pop-up episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. Today, I'm joined by Christy Shear. She's a longtime podcaster with me, and we are going to talk about our recent trip to Universal Studios Hollywood and our experience at Super Nintendo World. So Christy, Kate, Lauren, and myself, we headed to California in mid-March, and we were able to visit Universal Studios Hollywood and Disneyland. We were most excited because Super Nintendo World had just opened, and at least I know Kate and I were the most excited. Kate and I are around the same age, so we were both ones that grew up on Super Nintendo Definitely what my dreams when I was 11 years old were made of, those 90 girl dreams. So I had a Game Boy and all of that fun stuff. So we were really excited to experience Super Nintendo World and see what it was all about. So Christy, I know that you don't have a Nintendo background, so maybe we should kind of start here with somebody who didn't really dream about Mario as a kid and tell me a little bit about your initial thoughts on Super Nintendo World and what you thought as we explored the park. Sure. Um, yeah, like you said, I was, um, I'm a little old for the whole Nintendo thing and my kids were a little young. So kind of fell in that time period between. So I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, I knew the main characters going in. But I uh, wasn't really sure what to expect when we got there. However, uh, when we entered that world, I mean, I could see how if you were a fan of Nintendo, I mean, you would just be overwhelmed. It was so immersive from the things that you saw, the sights to the music. It was really a neat place. Yeah, and I thought it was funny. Everything, every time we walked in, you commented on the music. But those of us that grew up with that, like we can, that still goes through my, like I can just think about it and I hear Super Nintendo music in my head. Like that was like the background of our childhood for Kate and I's age range. So that's definitely like ingrained in us. So it's definitely one of those. That song is ingrained in my mind too now after hearing it so many times. Yeah, I I think that was one of the neat things, like, for someone who did grow up with it, it is really, really immersive. Like, they captured the colors and the feel of the games so well. And they're just, the, the attention to detail, I felt like, was was really neat. It was really busy when we were there. So, I kind of felt like that took away a little bit from the joy of the situation just because there were so many people. But that said, I, I think in a few months when it's a little bit calmer, it will be 100% worth it. And being able to really take your time and experience the games and the different pieces that are all in there. We also saw Princess Peach and she was doing character meet and greet. So that would be really fun. We didn't wait in the line. But I mean, I just think there's a lot there for. Anyone who's a Nintendo fan now, I know that there is a 
new group because like my son's age, 15 to 13 year olds also kind of got into Nintendo with Nintendo Switch. So there's a whole new group of Nintendo kids growing up too. So I think any of those kids would enjoy it. Because it was so busy, we didn't really spend a lot of time doing like the challenge games. We did all buy our power-up bands that were really cute, but we didn't really spend a lot of time doing those. So Christy, what were your thoughts about the different interactive components, the power-up bands, those things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the power-up bands were really cute and fun. I mean, there was a variety you could choose from depending on what character you wanted. And I think if you're truly a Nintendo fan, you would definitely want those when you visit. It was one of those things, like you mentioned, it was pretty crowded when we was there. So it was really almost hard to see where the different challenges were and what you needed to do. But if you were a fan going there and that area of the park was going to be a major focus of your day, then yeah, I think you could definitely find plenty to do. And those power up bands were a big part of them. We're trying to cover the whole park for that day. So we just had some limited time there. but. I think that fans, which we saw fans of, of all ages there, it was kind of fun because you did see a lot of that like 40s and uh, probably older 30s crowd, but they're with their kids who also were obviously fans of Nintendo too. So it, it was nice that it kind of crossed this generation, something that, that both the parents and the kids were enjoying doing. Yeah, and, and I agree. I think if we, we actually got the VIP tour, so we did the full park, which we'll talk a little bit more about that in, here in a few minutes. But I really felt like you could go and just do Super Nintendo World and focus there and do all the games and really experience it. And that would be a different experience. We were kind of crunched for time as well as dealing with the crowds that day. So it was kind of a different experience for us. That said, we were able to score a reservation for Toadstool Cafe. Um, if you haven't heard of this yet, it is the new restaurant that is in Super Nintendo World. And it is all very themed, very Mario. I actually had the Mario themed cheeseburger and it was actually quite good for theme park service, quick service food. But everything was really cute. Like They did a really nice job of integrating the theme. So... Christy, what were your thoughts on our dinner at Toadstool? I really enjoyed it. I was a little apprehensive going in because sometimes when you get a lot of heavy theming in the food, the, the quality of the food kind of suffers. So not knowing what to <laughs> expect. But actually, it was all very good. I got the mushroom soup, which came served in a Toadstool bowl, and then it had little floating toadstool crackers on it. I got some garlic knots, um, which were shaped like toadstools. I guess I was just on a mushroom toadstool <laughs> kick, but they were delicious. And then the tiramisu for dessert. And it, it was all just very uh, appealing and had great taste. So I was impressed. I thought I tried your tiramisu. Thank you for sharing with me. But it was like the little power up block, which was really cute. Like they took shortbread cookies that kind of tasted like Girl Scout cookies and put them together with the tiramisu. And it was really good. I thought, especially for, like you said, something that's themed, something that's quick service. They did a really nice job with it. So I understand why that is so popular. 
at this point, when we're recording this, you still have to make an advanced reservation for Toadstool Cafe, and you can't do that until you enter the park. So when you enter the park, the first thing you're going to want to do is go downstairs to the lower lot and scan that QR code for Toadstool Cafe to be able to get your reservation at some point during the day for that. We were there pretty early and we still ended up with a dinner time slot, which ended up working out really well for us. But that is something to keep in mind is you can't make those reservations until the day of and they are quite challenging to obtain. So that's something to think about as you're planning your trip. So we decided to do the VIP tour and this was actually the third time that I've done the VIP tour. I did it with agents in September. I did it with Bo a year or so ago when we were out there. I really feel like it's a really good value for what you're able to do in the day to have, you know, a special guided tour, to have the food included, you get breakfast and lunch included. I really feel like there's a lot of value there. The reason we chose to do it for this trip, though, was it was the only way that we could guarantee that we would get to ride the new attraction in Super Nintendo World. And the new attraction is Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. And we for sure wanted to do this. So we went ahead and signed up for the VIP tour and we were able to do that experience. I thought it was really cute. It was really well done. Any thoughts on our ride attraction there, Christy? What did you think of the ride? I thought the ride was fun. Again, it was themed really well. And for those of you that are fans of, you know, like shooting and gallery type things, I do horribly in those type of rides. So you know, I just feel defeated every time I come out of them, but it was fun and it was a little different take on it than other types of rides like that that we've seen. So it was a lot of fun and enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was really cute too. I mean, similar to Disney attractions like Toy Story Mania or Buzz Lightyear or that sort of feel, but Nintendo themed. So, I mean, it was really cute. I will say the wait time when we were there was three hours. I would not wait (laughs) three hours. (laughs) But I mean, I'm not a waiter either, hence the VIP tour. But I'm not a waiter to begin with. But the thought of waiting three hours for that attraction is not... I mean, there are things I will wait three hours for. When Avatar Flight of Passage first came out, yes, (laughs) I would (laughs) wait for it. I won't now, but I would. I feel like there are certain rides that are worth the really long wait, but I don't think that this one is. I think you're better off to either do early admission, do the express pass or do the VIP tour so that you can kind of skip that line because it was, it was long. (laughs) Yeah. And just a plug for the VIP tour overall. I've done one at Universal in Orlando and this was the first one there. And, it is just so worth it to be able to go at that pace and not spend your time in line. And the thing of it is the universal park in California is a lot smaller than in Orlando. So when you do that universal VIP tour in California, we did every attraction except maybe two or three. And those were the ones that you could, you know, walk on or, you know, just have a few minute wait. So Definitely a good use of your money, I think. Plus, we got breakfast with it. We got lunch. And probably my favorite part of the VIP tour was 
Um, with there, of course, it's a huge working studio lot that that we were on a special VIP bus that we got to go on. And we actually got to get off of the bus and explore some of the areas, which if you were just at the park and going on the normal tour, you wouldn't want to get to do. So that was probably my favorite part of VIP was that tour of a lot. Yes, the studio tour at Universal Studios Hollywood, I think makes the VIP tour completely worth it. Being able to walk through the different sets. We walked through sets from like The Good Place, from a lot of the old like Western and monster movies. And one thing that I found really interesting was this was my third time doing the VIP studio tour. Every single time that tour is different and it depends on what guide you get, what the day looks like, who's filming on what sets, where they can drive. This was the first time we actually got to go into the prop warehouse. So that was really neat. And our guide this time was really excellent. He did a great job of explaining and talking about different things. But I think that's one thing that kind of gets forgotten about Universal Studios Hollywood is it is a working movie set. So it's it's different than Universal Orlando. Universal Orlando is obviously, you know, it's all there for the guests. This one is there for the guests, but it's also a production studio. So it's very different and a very different experience. But I really like the studio tour, the VIP tour, and how they integrated different things into that. I feel like it's just an excellent part of the overall feel. And the VIP tour definitely elevates that studio tour. Plus, you don't have to wait. And I'm always for not waiting. So anything else, Christy, that you think we should touch on about Universal Hollywood or Super Nintendo World? Anything else you want to share with our clients who are listening? Um, I mean, I guess for me, you know, the two, uh, two attractions there that would make me say, yes, you need to go there, even if you've been to um, Universal Studios. And the main differences are you have that new Super Nintendo World. Um, which of course is presently not in Orlando. And um, you have your studio tour, which, you know, if you went on the studio tour um, years back, the backstage lot, you know, this is like a completely different level, you know, a whole other level of that. And then uh, they also have the Secret Life of Pets attraction, which I was a big fan of that movie. So I thought, Well, it's nothing spectacular. It was a really cute attraction. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, that one is super cute. And if you have little ones, I think they would love that one. I know my kids would have loved that when they were a little bit younger. It's just cute and and fun. But yeah, I completely agree. And I think overall, though, what it makes me the most excited for is that Universal is going to be Universal Orlando. See? I always refer back home. Home is Orlando (laughs) to me. It's a problem. But um, in Universal Studios Orlando, they're going to be opening Epic Universe in the summer of 2025. And I can't wait for that new park in Orlando. But it is also going to have Super Nintendo World, bigger, better, more attractions. So if you can't get out to Universal Hollywood, though, We can get you out there in the next two years if you need to go sooner. We can definitely make that happen for you. But if you can't get out there, there is Epic Universe that is coming summer of 2025 to Orlando. And I think it's going to be really amazing. And 
take even Super Nintendo World to a whole new level. So lots of exciting things to come for Universal. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us today for today's pop-up episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast. We'd love to have you join our community. You can find all of our agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on social media at Pineapple Escapes. Bye, guys. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices. Amplified.